LL Nation, what's good with it? I am Sean Davis, SD2 Mikes. That guy right there, the original Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zaire, Overtime Malik. Welcome to the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We hope everyone had an incredible, incredible weekend. You can see right there the title of today's show, Can It Be So Simple? Can It Be So Simple? We are brought to you by and featured featuring Honora Whiskey. Go to honorawhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey, honorawhiskey.com. You got New Year's coming up, man. You might as well get you some Honora. Hey, Got to have something to sip for the countdown. Yeah, go go have you something nice going into the new calendar year. You know, you're going to probably uh, get all your resolutions locked in if you get some Honora. So, man, we were talking about today's show. So what we're going to talk about, we're going to look at the four teams. We had a great show on Friday. We talked about the five programs that Marcus Freeman might take something from to build a national championship power at Notre Dame. Today, we want to look at the four teams in the college football playoffs. And we want to ask, man, who's Notre Dame closer to? Who is Notre Dame closer to out of the four teams in the college football playoffs? But my question of the day for our fans, with Kyron and Kyle Hamilton not playing in the bowl game, name me the one Notre Dame player that you would love to see suit up one more time. From any generation, any era. All right, LL Nation, tell me the one Notre Dame player that you would love to suit up just one more time and watch play for Notre Dame. All right? For me, it's a tie. For me, it's a tie. Yesterday, I watched a little bit of Notre Dame in Tennessee in 1990. Mm. So... I'll just go ahead and say my one guy is, is this dude right here. My one guy is this dude right here in my pocket. That's real. That's real. I, this dude right here. Simply because I hate the way things went happen up in Virginia. I, I I need to see my boy. And specifically, I would love to see him in that Clemson game. In that Clemson game. Just two, Clemson weeks, game later. Year. Just two weeks later. Good but God. I can't pick and choose. But right there with you, bro. Is rocket his smell. Like <laughs> yeah. that dude, man, for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That dude was excitement. And I watched that game. It was the fourth quarter. I think Notre Dame had taken the lead. They were up four. They got the ball back. And before this touchdown run, I think it was like a 46-yard touchdown run on a sweep to the right. Um, he was five carries for negative one yard. And he got the ball, went around the right end, and it was a wrap. It was a wrap. It's like, I don't care who thought they had an angle. It's over with. It was a wrap. Right. So, yeah, those are the – that's – I'm picking you, but then it would have to be Rocket right behind you. No, that's real. That's real. If I was picking, it would be – outside of myself, it would be Aaron Lynch mm. because I love what he was doing his freshman year. And I wish we had that type of aggressiveness on the D-line because I think that gave us a lot of edge that year. Mm -hmm. And then I want to see Tim Brown. You know, if I had a chance to play with Tim Brown, I wanted to see what it was like having a Heisman type of receiver. 
and how fast he was. You know, at fast at that back in the day, I wonder what that speed would look like around today's game. Sneaky fast too. Sneaky fast. Technician, the route running. He was like a perfect wide receiver in the system that really uh-huh. wasn't built. They got the ball to him, but if he was in today's game, today's college game, where man passing is like premium. Yeah, he probably would go crazy. Man, he would go bonkers. And then Lou Holtz only had him for one season. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, people in the chat are saying that's a hard one. We'll get to your comments. Question of the day, if you have one more or one Notre Dame player from any era that you would want to see suit up for Notre Dame one more time, just one more time, let me know. Let us know who it was. So we have breaking news, bro. Some breaking news this morning, right? This is very interesting. We might have to switch gears. We're going to talk about how Notre Dame stacks up against the four teams in the college football playoffs and connected to the show on Friday. Thank you guys for so much for getting us up. We keep getting more and more subscribers. You're doing your job. You're helping us out. You're letting other people know about the Lucky Lefty podcast. You're subscribing, you're sharing, and you're liking, and we appreciate you guys so much. Uh, Super Chat more than likely will be available for us this week. We're going through the final step of that process, so we look forward to you guys being able to get at us with the Super Chats. So let's pause on what we wanted to talk about. We woke up early this morning. You had to do some digging, and we discussed it offline. So Trojan Talk Podcast had former USC quarterback Keaton Slovis on yesterday for the last time. And they <laughs> yeah, were asking, hopefully for the last time. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the way they promoted it, right? For the last time, exclusive sit-down interview. So Keaton Slovis was sitting down with Trojan Talk Podcast, and they were asking him about the process of the transfer portal and everything. And uh, they asked him, like, you know, about the process and when it actually started. And uh, he talked about how weird it was. But then he adds something. He adds something else that connects to Notre Dame that I find very interesting. I have a funny experience. You know, I was at the gym and, you know, I told compliance at USC I wanted to jump in on Monday. And I was, like, in between sets. And my dad texted me, like, when are you going to hit it? I texted the compliance our compliance guy at SC, and he responded, like, whenever you're ready, just let me know. And I was like, sure, put it in. And, like, by the end of the, that set, you know, my phone started blowing up, and uh, it was crazy. And I kind of had to wrap my workout and get in the car because, uh, you know, I think it was actually Notre Dame was on the phone for the first call. And I was like, shoot, this is uh, kind of developing a lot quickly, more quickly than I, than I imagined. Bro, go ahead. Just go ahead. I see you shaking your head. Go ahead. Keaton Slovis saying Notre Dame was the first school to call him. Okay. I, think, I think it's because of dedication of the Kurt Warner movie coming out that we want to try to get guys that are that hang around the last the last pick in the, in the for dodgeball. You know, the guy that's bagging your groceries. We want everybody else but a bona fide recruit. I don't know why he we would be the first call when we've been whooping on him every year. What are we looking for? We ain't look we couldn't be looking for no wins because we've been whooping him specifically 
for a couple years now. On top of that, <laughs> this is not getting us closer to that dynamic playmaker that we're looking for. If we got a Drake London, I wouldn't mind a Keaton Slopes. But we don't have a Drake London just yet. I think we need to stick to what we're really good at, what's going to help these running backs. It's that play-action game. We're going to have to get the ball downfield. Now, he does have a better arm than Jack Cohn. But in this case, I like Tyler Buckner more because he can run better. I think we're just making it a lot harder than it is. Maybe it wasn't Brian Kelly. Maybe it was the, the tentacles that extended from him that are making the job of getting a top quarterback a lot harder. Hopefully, this is something where Marcus Freeman can step in and be like, hey, let's just uh let's just <laughs> let's just focus on those top recruits that we had. <laughs> Once again, Lucky Lucky Podcast. I'm Sean Davis, the SD2 Mics. Malik Zaire, overtime Malik, discussing uh, former USC quarterback Keaton Slovis going on Trojan Talk podcast. We just played the clip for those of you guys that might have missed it. Um, he was talking about the process and, you know, talking to USC compliance, and, you know, telling him to hit the button to officially put him in the transfer portal. And he said after he did one set, the first phone call he got was from Notre Dame. It's like the dudes that it's like we're the girl, the rich girl that dates all the guys from jail. <laughs> we we don't want no upstanding, you know, no guy, no bona fide guy. We want to get the worst criminal from jail to date because it's like doesn't match. It doesn't match. We need to figure on what we can do to take that next step. Keaton Slovis, not only is he injured all the time. But he hasn't shown, at least against him, that he even deserves to play. I mean, if you think about, like, Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon had that amazing year against the Patriots. Yeah. Amazing game against the Patriots. And then, you know, when you circle back around, they end up picking him up because of what he did. Yeah. Keys Lowe ain't showing nothing against Notre Dame where I'm like, oh, my goodness, if he leaves, we need to go ahead and grab him. So, I don't know. I think that Tommy got a – Maybe get some help around him. <clears throat> he doesn't feel like he got all the power. Because this is a, a, a total – this is a move that doesn't help us win championships. Let's put it like that. So what does it say about their outlook on the 2022 season? Like, does it say we're not fully comfortable with Tyler Buckner being the guy? Well, if we're looking in a transfer portal for a guy like Keaton Slovis, then I 100%, if I'm Tyler Buckner, don't believe that they fully believe in me. A lot of it, too, is because, if anything, if you believed in the guy, then you're bringing one, a younger guy in so you can mentor him, but also a younger guy to push you to be better. If you bring in a transfer, especially a guy like Keaton Slovis, who at one point was a, uh, a potential draft pick at quarterback, that's spelling out competition. You know, that's mm -hmm. spelling out uncertainty and a lack of identity on the offense because those are two different style of guys. And I think Keaton obviously fits Tommy's uh, way of play a little better. But then that just defeats the whole purpose of the stories that Tyler, uh, Tommy was loving Tyler to start at half the year. So interesting development that is Keaton. Now, if it was like a Spencer Rattler, 
<clears throat> where, the, where the, the potential is endless or Caleb Williams that's a, a young Thundercat out there, then I get it. But we getting these second time around Hobby Lobby quarterbacks. <laughs> you said it's the rich girl that want to date the ex-cons, bro. The ex-convict, like, has every opportunity and resource to get a real solid guy and we dating the guys with felonies. Missing the mark. <laughs> look, man. Just out. Of, look, I guess, man. You can. People might be on both sides of the coin. I, 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 I imagine that most people want to rock with Tyler Buckman simply because he's our guy. It. None of this matters. In my opinion, I'm just gonna keep it black and white. All I want is Dante Moore. I care less about Tim Slovis. None of that matters. Because Slovis matters. only have one year, right? Because if you're not getting Dante Moore, Nico, yeah, Vecina, one of those three guys, who's in the quarterback room right now really doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. And, I mean, if you want to throw the people's champ in there, by all means. Throw the people's champ in there. I'm sure we're going to hear all summer long, all spring long, and all summer about he's making it a competition. They're neck and neck. Drew Pine looks like a leader. Everybody loves him. That's cool. All I'm saying is this is not a good look, in my opinion, as a program. As a program. It's not a good look trying to be an elite program constantly and you're constantly in the transfer portal for a quarterback constantly. not a good look it's the second year it's the second year in a row back to back we keep acting like we're a utah or a, or a joko school where we just impossible to recruit quarterbacks this doesn't look good on tommy's ability to go out and recruit at all you recruiting rejects we gave you the the opportunity to expand the offense and you Huh. It's not even it's I mean it'd be different like we talked about. It'd be different if he was giving Notre Dame problems all these years. <laughs> you know, because then I could be like, at least we take him away from Dude, one of our opponents. Who's the last quarterback to give Notre Dame problems? Matt Liner? Trevor, no, Trevor Lawrence. No, the last USC. Oh, no, Cody Kessler. He gave us problems when they beat us right. half to sleep 2014. That was about it. You're right, Cody Kessler. And then there was other than that, nothing. No. So rap. So it's confusing. It's confusing. And you know, you have to take him at his word. I mean, he he has no reason to lie. Yeah, I wouldn't expect him to, you know, to lie about it. But then again, I was hoping he we wasn't the first call. The first call. <laughs> That's a thirsty call. We the first call. Like you sitting by the computer looking at the transfer portal. Yeah, you waiting for the update. Yeah, you hitting the refresh button like, oh, that makes us look so bad. Tommy, you, you know don't have anything else to do to hang out on the transfer portal. And then whomever's whoever job it is to sit there and watch the portal. Runs down the hallway like yo, Slovis like we hit like we're hitting goals. Slovis just hit the portal. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I'm talking about shutting down operations, man. Run down the hallway, then knocked over the coffee. 
you so excited to talk about a rejected, another reject quarterback. I don't get yeah. it. Now, there's nothing wrong with a transfer quarterback. And that's the signal, right? That's the yeah. signal. It's a signal. They've been looking for a quarterback. They had to have been. They had why to are we be, the first call? They had to have been watching the quarterback situation. Closely. Yes. Closely. Like we we're in we're about to start practices for bowl game season and we're spending time not on the game plan with Tyler Buckner. We look at that next year for a guy that they don't even have does USC even have a bowl game this year? They're not even in a bowl game. So come on. We're not making that room look any better at the quarterback that, position. In your opinion, does that make does that make things look worse on Tommy Reese? Or does, does it make you question like how much leash was given to him or has been given to him by Marcus Freeman? It's it's almost feeling like we're giving him too much to chew, which is why we talked about a little bit earlier. It wouldn't be wrong to get a quarterback coach outside of Tommy to help run the room. I think from a development standpoint, a retention standpoint, having a guy outside the offensive coordinator be your quarterback coach, I think is helpful for the guys in the room to develop. But then also Tommy can step away and actually take some time. I don't think you taking time in your day to focus on getting a stud quarterback recruit if we're banging on the line of a guy that just entered the transfer portal that <laughs> he wasn't impressive versus us. So what are we yeah. going for? <laughs> what are we going for? He wasn't impressive against us. So that just tells you right there, practice every day wouldn't be making our defense much better. Yeah, for me, it's like Marcus Freeman, I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out, like, it's a dangerous situation because you want the continuity in order to really build things and pay attention to a lot of things. You have to give guys like Mike Elson and Tommy Reese like a lot of leash to make certain decisions right now. And you have the discussions not only about the bowl game, but you have to start making discussions or thinking about your staff and also thinking about the quarterback situation, trying to get somebody in early, possibly, you know, during the spring semester, get them acclimated to the system. So I, I get the discussion part. But I don't need to be the first phone call, man. Not the first phone call. We look so thirsty. We're a top five program with a great recruiting class, with a great system set up. And, and this is an indictment on Tommy. Because it's like, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Is it – I can understand if Keaton Slovis was a <laughs> – was a – and to clarify, because I see a lot of it, before you finish up, just to clarify, he mentioned that and he went on about a couple of minutes later to say it really hasn't been head coaches. He said it was coordinators. Yeah, yeah. it was it was direct. Tommy was calling his phone. And so that's he he talked to coordinators. He said Mizzou, it was the coordinator. He hadn't talked to the head coach yet. So the inference is somebody, a coordinator reached out from Notre Dame. So, look, 
I know people don't want to believe. Look, why would this dude just lie? Well, yeah, you know, I'm not even thinking that he's lying. I'm like, hoping that he's telling the truth. Yeah, I'm gonna say Notre Dame called me first. There's no win in that. I wish you There's no win in that. At all. That doesn't like make his tape look better. That's not about that's not about to get Alabama to call him. That's, that's like Golden State calling, calling Kevin Durant. Yeah. He's making him look like he's a Kevin Durant, like we need him right now to win the championship, and that's that's not it. We need to call the actual Kevin Durant, Dante Moore, and yeah. be like, "Hey, you the you the last piece to the puzzle." <laughs> Keaton Slovis is not the last piece. Keaton Slovis is a whole different puzzle. Man, a totally to start over. Puzzle. Yeah, we trying to start the puzzle over. No, we about to play a New Year's Six Bowl with a quarterback that is supposedly everybody is getting behind. Bringing in Keaton Slovis is not going to make Tyler Buckner play any better. I think he sees the writing on the wall where he's like, we getting transfers in. I committed two years ago. Y'all not even giving me a chance to start. Y'all bringing in <laughs> these second-time around players. And Tommy's getting on the jet, flying all over the place, but he's getting on the internet and making calls about quarterbacks. It's not making sense. Who are you seeing? And I doubt very seriously that they thought this would come out. Oh, this yeah. Time. They thought this was about to be low. Yeah, even if they were just calling to check in. Yeah, they thought this you was going to be under the radar. Absolutely. You know, but, it, you know, in this environment with podcasts and everybody just being honest, like Notre Dame wasn't the only school he mentioned. He mentioned schools from the SEC. So it's like. But that's the no thing. Notre no Dame can never be low. That's what I'm like. We're not a low program. That's why it's so crazy to see, like, for them to not think that it will be talked about, which I believe too. But that's just the 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 the, the not understanding of how great you are. We're a top five program of all time. Trying to be low, calling quarterbacks. We know we shouldn't be calling. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing. All right. This is the answer for everyone that might say, "I don't know if that really happened." You know, dude, we call Jack Cone, dude. We call Jack Cone. Oh, yeah, we call Jack Cone. <laughs> Let's stop acting like Jack Cone. Jack Cone lost his job to a worse quarterback. Yeah. Him at Wisconsin. And we call Jack Cone. Yeah, we so call this goes him. back to what we've been saying. There is a problem specifically wow. about the quarterback room at Notre Dame, the philosophy that exists there, and the connection to the wide receiver room and not being able to get big-time wide receivers. And until that is solved or until that philosophy changes, we're going to keep getting the same results. Yeah. And we thought possibly this might be the opportunity for Tommy Reese to change that philosophy. And what does he do? He calls Keaton Slovis. Yeah, it's like, it's like we're – Allegedly, let's say allegedly, the quarterback and receiver room should be like milk and cookies. They just go yeah. together. They just go together. Tommy keeps wanting to bring in these, you know, rutabaga and you know all these outside biscuits and stuff. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't nothing like a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> we not attracting the right kind of cookies because the milk is cold. The milk is there. Right. 
Right. We bringing in all these other snacks that don't match. Get you a chocolate chip cookie. So you're not a fan of the oatmeal raisins? No, we want to get the oatmeal raisins. We want to get the nasty, you know, stiff cookies from the, the grocery store, the, the, the cookies in the back, the cookies nobody really talking about. Get you an original chocolate chip to go with your milk, and we're good. We're going all around the world and getting everything else to try with the milk instead of what goes with the milk. And that's why we have a disconnect. We can never put a full meal out there because we because we want to be too cute. Like, this is not a too cute recruiting position. Now, receivers, that's why the movie was made after Rudy, you know? It's a one-off. You're not in the way for real. You're not a main piece of the whole thing. Yeah. Our meat and potatoes can't be getting from the transfer portal. We have to have a homegrown guy that's bought in, guy that we have sat down and ate his mama's cooking and have a real relationship. Right now, we don't have a strong relationship with our quarterbacks from the coaching staff. What you think, Drew Pine? What you think, Drew Pine's thinking about the quarterback room now? He's like, we yeah. getting transferred, right? <laughs> right. 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 I'm a people's champ. We getting a chance? Nobody is good enough in this room that we got to get a transfer again. What do you think yeah. the defense is saying after they spanked him for the past two seasons? Like y'all want to get this like, too? Yeah. <laughs> this is like we 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 done we done we done seen the scouting report <laughs> and executed the scouting report right. a couple times against this guy. He ain't even making us better during the week. So let me ask you a question. Now, man, I'm looking forward to seeing what everybody says in the comments. You just really tapped into something. Would you be okay if Dante Moore was on the other side? Would you be okay going eight and four, nine and three next year, just letting Tyler play? 100%. I think if there's, I don't think that if we don't commit to a guy, after spring, mm-hmm. saying like, okay, Tyler's our bona fide guy. He's been running first team all spring. Then an eight and four season, and especially the first game is a total loss. Yeah. Which is fine because if we can guarantee we get that that right guy the next year, I can wait another year. Yeah. You know, because I think the, the second year will be more important for Marcus than the first year. Because now he's getting a full hand in the cookie jar. First year, that first game is important. But if he loses, you know, we're looking at his recruiting for next year. Because <laughs> that first game is is really the whole season. I mean, yeah. we're not going to play a team better than Ohio State next year after that first game. Sort of like how the Clemson and Georgia was set up. That loss that Clemson took that first game really determined their season moving season, forward. Yeah. They ain't even finished in the top. Well, did they finish in the top 25? I don't even know. Yeah, they finished in the top 25, yeah. But for a while, they wasn't even, you know, that that first game affected a lot of what happened, and, yeah. and they rebounded towards the end. So that could be similar for us next year Yeah. if we're not committed to a guy damn near before spring is over because that confidence has to be at that position. Now, if we're talking about bringing in this kid in spring and trying to compete and get ready through the summer and all that, yeah. We're not winning against Ohio State. It just doesn't work like that. 
Yeah. Because neither but, one of them are are superstar talented standalone to just be throwing in there and be like, all right, he's gonna make a difference. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Just very interesting, man. Very interesting that Notre Dame would choose allegedly, allegedly, to call Keaton Slovis engage interest in him possibly transferring to Notre Dame. You know, we talked about the quarterback room and we would want it to be better or in better shape than it is. But I don't particularly have a problem with where it is. I think the talent around them and the talent on the roster still can go out next year. We talked about the schedule on a previous podcast. We can go win 10 games with those two quarterbacks. 10 games? Yeah. They went to it. Because the, the tough games are Ohio State and Clemson. Everybody else, we have more talent. BYU would be a tough game if we don't yeah, have it'd be a tough game. It's still a dub. Because they're all their defense is going to be not going to be good. Not going to be good. No. So man, you got three tough games. If you win one of those tough games, you win ten games. Yeah, you win the Ohio State game. I think we'll win ten games. Just win you one lose the Ohio State games, game, I give us eight games, and you win ten games. That's what I'm saying. But if in the middle of that, if you win nine games, you go into the last game of the season at USC on November 26, and you're 8-3, and three, and you get a win in that game, and you're 9-3, and three, and the day after that, Dante Moore commits to Notre Dame? Yeah, that's I'm, a good I mean, season. I'm happy with that. That's a good season. On the flip side, if you go 11-1, and one, and you don't get any of the top three quarterbacks that you're targeting for the 2023 class, yo, because Keaton got two years left, right? Yeah, he has two years left. So it's not a Jack Cohn situation where it's just one year. Oh, he's, man. He wants to go somewhere where he can get two years oh, man. and get to the pros. So oh, now what are you saying? So we just making it. You talking about digging a hole even deeper. At least the Jack problem is cool because it's a one-year deal. It's one-off. But we getting a whole lease set up with this guy. Tyler's leaving. So how you think Tyler's mental is going into the bowl game? He like, man, I'm leaving after this. Man, look, this, we said the transfer portal was about to get very interesting. Because the wild, best wild, thing wild. is we get Keaton, yeah. Tyler leaves, and we get Dante. So after Keaton's second year, Dante be ready to go. But we can't have all three. Somebody got to yeah. go. Yeah. P-Dub says, is this an indictment on TV? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty straight to the point. Yes, yeah. 100%. This yeah. is not. This is not. Because we talked about the most important recruit position that Marcus Freeman needs moving forward is the quarterback position. Yeah. You're messing it up early because you're not going to get good recruiting getting Keaton with the amount of time he has left and with the guy that you got that you're non-committal to right now. If I'm Tyler Buckner, I don't know if you committed to me for the future or not. 
if that's if I'm hearing that's the first call, like, man. like y'all thought of me that much that y'all had to call him first. I'm talking about. He said he hit the button and had to run to the car because Notre Dame started calling in no. between sets. Like we didn't even let the man finish his own workout. His workout. We had to cut his workout short after he hit the button. And it's really not about. Look, we say allegedly. You choose whether or not you believe Keaton Slovis. Personally, I don't think he has any reason to just flat out lie. Straight up. I don't think Tyler think he's lying. He didn't reference anybody, but later in the podcast, he did say that he's been hearing from coaches and coordinators, not head coaches. With all of that being said, what I take from this, I don't even care. I don't even really care. Yeah. The fact that it's Keaton Slovis is not even the issue. Yeah. The issue is Notre Dame looks like they've been staring at the screen thirsty for transfers for quarterbacks. That's, That's what it looks like. Yes. That's what it looks like. It doesn't matter that it's Keaton Slovis. You can it's take the fact any name that... of any quarterback that's yeah. looking to transfer. Yeah, looking at anybody. Notre Dame is at the computer screen watching a transfer portal, waiting for quarterbacks to jump in. Got the notifications. Yes. Waiting for the little bar to pop up on your screen. That says a lot. Because the season's not even over yet, and we're looking for guys at the drop of a hat. The season ain't even – we ain't even got to the offseason. Man. And we can't even wait for guys to fully feel like they want to leave yet. Before we hitting them up saying, hey, you know, just think about us. If I'm Tyler Buckner, I'm going right to Tommy's office and being like, what is this? What is this? Let me see your computer screen right now. What you looking at? <laughs> what you looking at the computer right now? Because you, you, you're killing me. You're killing me, Tommy. Let me see your history, dude. Yeah. I, like, I already history. just went through this going back and forth, developing, half developing under you putting in Jack and all this other stuff. Yeah. What do you think it goes from here? You bring in a guy my own age. Yeah. This ain't even like a veteran, like, you know, teaching me the game, you know, whatever, helping me get better. This is a direct competition. Either guy is good for the job, more confusion on offense. I don't feel like you really like me. What's going on? Man, Didn't you just see us whoop this guy? <laughs> constantly. Constantly. So this is the type of stuff that I went through on the – the the super un the super shaky ground that you stand on as a quarterback at Notre Dame because there's no certainty that anybody has your back. <laughs> you don't you don't know if them telling you you're gonna play and you're gonna lead the team is actually genuine because then you hear stories that are third party like that. Now, we get that, you know, it's a competitive, you know, you always want to put the best players out there. But then there's also a thing called structure and a plan. You being thirsty to call quarterback transfers like this before the season's over, I don't even think there's a a plan in place to execute behind that. Y'all just calling to see if he'll take the call, it feels like. But for guys on the roster, especially when you got guys calling other guys the people's champ, it doesn't sit right with the room. It doesn't make anybody in the room better. 
and it's the wrong type of competition. I'm I'm stunned. I'm telling you, Alabama would never make a move like that. No. Ohio State would never make a move like that. Even with the transfer that Justin Fields had going into uh, Ohio State from Georgia, that wasn't even the same as this. Because at Justin Fields, we didn't get to really see the fullness of Justin Fields at Georgia because they was doing like how we did to Tyler. But we knew that he had something in there. Right. We've seen a full display of Keaton Slovis through a season, even him getting benched. For a guy that was worse. For Jackson Dark. We see him get benched for a guy that was worse, and we've seen his whole uh, uh, discography, right? We've seen his whole, what he all he has off. It wasn't good enough. Yeah. With Justin Fields, it was like, okay, he's still a five-star. He's shown some potential. He has some good plays, but we know his situation is bad because he had Jake Fromm there. Yeah. So a transfer to Ohio State, it makes sense. It's like a better home for him. Ohio State, they don't they don't have a senior guy there yet. A guy that they haven't had a guy that played for real yet. Makes sense. Us on the other hand, we got a guy we've been flirting with all season, <laughs> telling them we're gonna get married to him and never doing it. And then it comes to find out the season ain't even over. We still throwing him through the fire. And then to come to find out we still looking for guys on the back end. So we just sound like a bad mate. <laughs> we sound like a person that you shouldn't want to date. Because we're non-committal. Facts. And at the end of the day, nobody wants to date a person that's non-committal. <laughs> So we can't attract that five-star that five star prospect out there until we can commit to a guy. Now, when we did commit to a guy like Ian Book, there was good and bad to it. We committed to a guy that just wasn't enough. And we had good results. But when you're talking about championships, we need to commit to a guy that we know that can get the job done. And right now, we're not hitting it. Right. So, Connor Nepper, this is interesting. Connor Nepper says, I don't think it's for him to play. I believe it's for a veteran presence in the quarterback room. Buke should be the number one guy and Drew being number two. That makes it worse. <laughs> that makes it worse. You think you think Keaton Slovis is coming to Notre Dame to sit at number three? Why are you even making that call? Why are you you're staring at the quarterback screen, thirsty like that? You're staring. You're sitting there waiting because his name popped up and he immediately got a call. Yeah, we're we're definitely not calling to make him no number three. No. Because we already showed we was thirsty like that. And you think Keaton Slope is a guy that was potentially about to be an NFL draft pick? Picking up the phone and hear a conversation like that? And he's still, he's talked about that as well. He's waiting to hear back from the NFL. Yeah, so you know his mind is 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 not thinking about sitting at right. it at the at the minimum. Right, <laughs> he's thinking about sitting nothing. So if that's what you're looking for, you're looking for a veteran presence. That's who you identify. Yeah, he's not even veteran enough. He's still no. like a baby for real. Yeah, no way. And then you said put him at three. So you think Drew Pine in the beat? Oh, He's the man. people's champ, man. 
He's the the people's champ would have no chance if Keaton Sloat, not to be no dope, no number two. Yeah, I don't know about that one, guys. And look, from the mismanagement of you to the mismanagement of Brandon, to, dude, the mismanagement of the quarterback situation and the lack of development at He's the quarterback old, position he has was. been the calling card. We have given other schools the perfect thing to say on the recruiting trail. Like they do all they have to do is say, "Give me one, give me one quarterback they developed in the last yeah. fifteen years." Straight up, name one. Be like, just be like, look at look at look at what they're doing over there. They're 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 riding every year on transfer quarterbacks. Yes. So what you what would you even commit? You might as well commit later. Right. <laughs> if, right. if you don't like it at the school, you really commit to just go there because that's right. what they do it. So, yeah, they got Marcus Freeman. They got a new head coach. He's cool. But the staff is the same. It's the same staff. They just put makeup and a dress on the pig, but it's still dude. a pig. Dude, other teams have the guns, and we give them the bullets. We just give them the bullets. Here, kill us on the recruiting trail. I don't even think, I don't even think we talk to the same quarterbacks out there. I think that all the quarterback schools are really after – we being Notre Dame are so smart. We don't talk to none of them. We talk to guys that people throw away, guys that people uh, ain't heard of in a long time. You know, we do stuff like that. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Sean Davis at SD2 Mics, Malik Zaire, the original Lucky Lefty himself. Man, we hope you guys had a great, great weekend. A lot to talk about. We we wanted to talk about the four teams in the college football playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. This week, we have to start really digging deep into the game. We're going to do that. Uh, former Notre Dame wide receiver Tory Hunter is going to join us uh, sometime this week. And we have a couple other surprises mm-hmm. on some shows coming up. So we look forward to that. And uh, today, if there was one Notre Dame player that you would want to watch suit up one more time for one more game, who would that be? Just one more time from any era. Who would that be? So let's get to a couple of questions. Um, David Knight, is the entire offensive staff FS? <laughs> Maybe Lance is admirable, but the rest, I don't know. It's a lot. It just, yeah, I think we recruit fine until we start recruiting like it's the NFL. Like we, we think bringing in a guy like Nick Foles is going to bring us over the hump. Right. Bringing in Brian Hoyer because he's, you know, got a couple years. Like, this is not the NFL. The hot young talent is what gets you championships. Bringing in old guys from other places that you liked and can play a little bit. Yeah. We're not looking to get through weeks, a couple weeks through the season. We're looking to go through the whole season with a guy behind the center that we developed and we trust. We're trying to bring guys on like this is the NFL where we're just – getting guys from other teams thinking it's going to get us through, but that's not what's going to get us championships. So let's take a dig into the four teams in the college football playoff. We got Alabama, you got Georgia, of course, Cincinnati and Michigan. Um, I think we both agree that this Notre Dame team currently, as they sit with Cal and with Kyron, with Cal and with Kyron, that's what we're saying. We would feel comfortable with them against three of the teams in a matchup. Shoot, the way Alabama played, maybe two of them. 
No, no, no. I'm saying three because I feel like I feel like they would keep the game close against Georgia, or Kirby Smart would keep the game close. Okay. Okay. So they would be in the game. Okay. They would be in the game. Now, what's what, in the game? Like ten points away, or was? I mean, the last the last two times we played Georgia, fourth quarter we had the ball, but an opportunity to take the lead. Okay. So That's I see true. I see the same type of game. Now, whether or not Jack Cone can make the player pull the trigger. Wait, hold on. Let's now Bryce Young is the Heisman quarterback. Oh, meaning, meaning like he's the best damn near player that can do it, right? Now he did that against Georgia. Jack Cone is not a Heisman candidate. So his performance against a defense like that, I don't know if it's the same. Mm. So when you talk about, yeah, we, we had Bryce, yeah, I think we will make it close. No, no, if we had Bryce, we'll blow him out. Blow him out. But we don't got Bryce. No, so, you're right. But so my how point is, be, I don't I don't know how my point can is Jack this be is, that solid throughout the whole game to keep it close against a Georgia team with right. no Kyron. Right. <laughs> I don't no, know. No, no. I didn't say I said Kyron and Kyle are playing. Okay, even with, even with Kyron, that would make Jack Cohn the best, the second best quarterback to play against Georgia. And I right. think there's been better quarterbacks to play against Georgia than Jack. I just think, I think they beat Michigan. Oh, oh for sure. sure. We Michigan rematch with, rematch with Cincinnati. They win that game. We win the Cincinnati game. Yes. Alabama's just a bad matchup. It's a bad matchup. It's a bad matchup. And, and I love our defense, right? And they'll this be on the field way too long. This college football playoff sports, two teams, top 10 in total offense, which is Alabama and Georgia. Georgia is very deceiving in that way, right? Because they score, they've scored a lot of points. But their defense and special teams has really put them on a lot of short fields. Stetson Bennett took advantage of it. Brock Bowers is a beast. I mean, Dalvin Cook's brother's good too. Right. The offensive line is pretty solid. But their wide numbers. receivers, their wide receivers aren't running by anybody. So healthy, maybe. Yeah. Well, of course, Pickett, you know, if Pickett he and knows, Jermaine Burton's not healthy. bad and that, that change, but Pickens is like 80%. We know that. Yeah. So he's not, they're not running by anybody. So it was just a bad matchup. Bad matchup. It would be a bad matchup for Notre Dame. Yeah. Secondary, right? Because if Notre Dame doesn't blitz, because they would have to blitz to get pressure, it's, it's a wrap. I don't see us putting a lot of pressure on an Alabama Bryce Young. Now, could we, rattle, could we rattle a Benson on defense? Yes. Oh, I think we could get some turnovers against Georgia's offense and have Stetton Benson playing a little uh, gun shy. But can Jack withstand that Georgia NFL defense all game? I don't know. I don't That's know. A good question. That's a good question. So the question we're asking you now is who do you think Notre Dame will end up looking like out of those four teams? Oh, next year? Yeah, 
I think we'll be more of a Michigan, a Michigan built team. I don't like that. But for what they did this year, I'm saying the production they had, not how similar we are, but from a production they had, I think we'll be closer to that than we would be having Alabama type numbers on offense or even Georgia type numbers on offense because mm. we're more balanced like a Michigan. I feel us, even if we had to play the same type of philosophy in the, at the quarterback position that Michigan does, we would adopt something similar to that. Because if anything, I see Keaton Slovis and Tyler Buckner both playing if they came. Because you couldn't just not play Tyler. Yeah. And then you're not bringing Keaton not to play him either. So Tyler would just go through the first two or three years of being half developed <laughs> because he's always playing with somebody else. Just like Michigan. Michigan found a way to make it work and they got a they made some productive things happen. They won their big rivalries. That would be more of a closer fit than yeah. I see us being next year. Yeah. Uh for us to have a Georgia defense, I think that I can see that with a Marcus Freeman uh recruiting two or three years down the line. I think we can produce something similar to the production they had on defense. I think we'll pitch a couple shutouts with the schedule. And then for Alabama, I think it just takes a it takes a minute to be as consistent as that. Yeah. I mean, Nick Saban's been able to make well, changes and switches effortlessly. His his shit looks effortless, and that just yeah. becomes because you've been doing it for a while. And then the last team, who's the last team in there? Michigan and Alabama, Georgia, Cincinnati. Um, I think we're better than Cincinnati now. They just had a great things play out, great form. They won against us when they needed to, but I think we have a a better built team than they do, but they have a senior leadership that we'll have in a couple years. You know what I would take from Cincinnati? I would love to take from Cincinnati. Is their heart, probably. No, those two cornerbacks. <laughs> give me give me two shutdown cornerbacks. Kobe Bryant and Sugar. What's the name? Uh, Kobe yeah. Bryant, what's up, dude? Name? Sugar, Sugar, yeah. Sugar. Yeah. Those okay. corners are definitely nice. But yeah. then we also got to wait a minute now. We got to see what those corners look like against an actual receiver room like Alabama. Oh, they'll compete. They'll compete. I mean, let's be real, man. No one is about to win one-on-ones against Jameson Williams all day. Yeah, no. <laughs> Not all day. Well, but, one of the, the – the, I think it's Kobe or the other corner has no touchdowns versus him. No, Kobe has a touchdown against him. The other corner, the other corner does. Yeah, so that's that's ridiculous. So we're gonna have to see if that that withstands against a certified offense. Sauce Gardner, that's the name. Sauce Gardner. It is, man. That cat Sauce is. They call him Sauce. They call him teammates. Call him Sugar too. Look, man, just give me those. Give me those two dudes. Give me those two dudes. Because that, that right there has been one of the – you talked about it. Notre Dame and man coverage. It's never been there. But that should be our steal. You know how Ohio State stole Jamison Williams? We should be stealing guys like that. Let's not steal guys that yeah, – that's who, that's who we should go be sna- – that's who should we, we should be snatching in the That's transfer who we portal. should be staring at the transfer portal, waiting for things to drop. Like, that's what we should be waiting on. Yes. That's yeah. that's something worth running down the hallway, you know, knocking over the office aide to be like, hey, we got one. Right. 
we wait for the guys that, you know, them then they got half kicked off the team, don't even live on campus. <laughs> you know, real free agent guys in college, like real free. <laughs> like Eli Ricks hits the transfer portal. That should have been like the first That should have been the first call. And I was, matter of fact, I was calling Eli Ricks. For Notre Dame. Eli Ricks before he went to Alabama talking about coming to Notre Dame. As soon as I heard he wasn't going to Alabama, I mean, wasn't going to LSU next year. I was the one calling him. Me, I got the DMs saying, come to Notre Dame, you know, you change your life. So I should be recruiting. <laughs> right. Right. We need you in front of that computer screen. For the be, he form. told me specifically he didn't think that he was a Notre Dame type of guy. He's just trying to get right for a year so he go to the league. And I said, you can come do that at Notre Dame. Come on home, man. Oh, we change man. the perspective. I said, we change the perspective. Come on home. Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman, you love him. Great guy. But, man, that's the type of energy we need behind the transfer portal. Not, not calling guys that is working out at Lifetime Fitness. <laughs> not calling guys that's at 24-hour fitness just getting a little workout in because he ain't even at school no more. You know, he out there playing basketball in the gym, running some pickup, and we pulling up his phone. Like, this is the craziest stuff ever. Yeah. Blake Scott says, chill out, Slovis has only one year left. That's not true. He said he had two years left on the podcast. And Paulus Third isn't a legit option if Buckner and Pine go down. Slovis would not win the job over Buckner. That's not the point. People, we don't care. Yeah, you talking like we got them. We don't don't want them. We changed the name. You can put whatever name on the quarterback you want to. There is no reason for Notre Dame. It's a bad look to be staring at the computer screen for yeah. a quarterback. It's a yeah. bad look. I don't care. Throw any name out there. Yeah. Any name. Yeah. It's bad. the first call. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. And for this to leak out or get out, it's a bad look. And everybody in the quarterback room knows it's a bad look. Yes. Because they looking around like, damn, we ain't even done with the season yet. And y'all thirsty for another guy? Like, Jack's Already. not even done yet. Already. We're in the middle of bowl preparation. And y'all calling quarterbacks? Desperately calling quarterbacks. Really? Not defensive backs. No. Not somebody that can actually elevate. The not somebody that's slowest, not going to cause a, a media firestorm. Man. He doesn't even elevate the quarterback room. He doesn't even elevate the quarterback. That's the thing. He doesn't even elevate the quarterback room. This he's more of a band-aid than he is an actual cure. He's not gonna solve Notre Dame's problems. If anything, we're making him look better. Man. Like we did Jack a service. We made Jack Cone look better. We made Jack Cone look better. 100%. Jack Cone didn't make Notre Dame look better. We could have did the same amount of wins, the same amount of things accomplished this year. We could have did without Jack Cone. Yeah. We're not making no gains, no strides, no next steps with a Keevan Slovis. We're look, making Keevan look better. Like, oh, you okay, you you went to a program very, very uh, competitive. Yeah. You know, and, and, and survived. Not won a championship, but you were around. You had a Jared Stidham. At Auburn type of career, you know, you went for two years, you you flirted with greatness, and you was out. But you didn't make Auburn better. But Auburn gave you an opportunity to look better for your film. So I don't know. 
Wait, still wait a minute. So all the talk. Wait a minute. You call Keaton Slovis, but you wouldn't call Bo Nix. Oh, yeah. Wait, hey, at call, this point, we might as well call Bo Nix. You call Keaton Slovis a dude that hasn't beaten Notre Dame, but you won't call Bo Nix a dude that beat all Alabama. I re, I do believe we hit Bo Nix. So now because you believe of, because, because of Bo because Nicks. of how thirsty we was on mm-hmm. the transfer portal, I believe mm-hmm. we hit Bo Nix as well. We. He just ain't got on the podcast yet. Ain't got on the podcast yet. Yeah. <laughs> but if we call Keaton Slovis, we 100% call Bo Nix. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, I don't see how we don't. Bo Nix just talked about the TV yesterday he was leaving. And I know within that 24 hours, we contacted him. <laughs> That's great. So that, that assured you, even though we haven't heard it yet, and it hasn't come out. The cat no. is out of the bag. The way we went after Keaton Slovis with this. Yeah. The way the way that we approached going after quarterbacks and the season isn't over yet. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we then contacted everyone. I wouldn't be surprised if we contacted DJ. <laughs> or we or we didn't have I bet you we had some talks with Spencer. Man. I bet you we had some talks with Spencer. Because he was the first one in the portal. Right, before he chose. If we was that thirsty. Run. I know we was on there before Keaton was. So Yeah. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So, look. Offensively, two teams in the college football playoffs are top ten. Defensively, we have three top ten teams in the college football playoff. Defensively. Yes, Michigan, Alabama, Ohio State, right? Or, uh, no, Michigan, Alabama, Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, Georgia. No, Michigan, Cincinnati, Georgia. Really? Yeah, Alabama's not top ten this year. Wow. Well, yeah, I get mad at Cincinnati if you got two corners that gave up a total of a one touchdown. Yeah, yeah, and that's in scoring defense we're talking about. And Notre Dame comes in tied for ninth at eighteen. So now that's a threshold to get up to where Michigan was. That's that's basically a difference of two points, right? Yeah. And I think the secondary of Notre Dame's is comparable or better than Michigan's secondary. Yeah, I mean, we're a better team than Michigan. I would probably give the edge to Michigan's linebackers. I would give it to their D-line before I give it to a linebacker. I think we have more depth. I think, middle linebacker. Linebacker, I think that middle linebacker is a bet. That's just really? my opinion. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're talking about starters, I would say that as a unit, I think we have a better unit. I think they have better ones. Okay. But as a if you had to take us all in the vacuum, like what group would you would you pick first? Yeah. I would pick us as a group. But if we're talking players, I would I think I would take their ones and maybe their backup. So you would take you would take Notre Dame's D line over Michigan's D line, as a group, yes. As a group, so like Aiden Hutchinson's like, had a great year. Yeah, you know, he's had rocks. a great year. And so and basically, you're saying if you're just talking about like the starters, of course, a Jabo and Hutchinson would be a great. Combo yeah, would be better from a sack standpoint because neither one of them played a run. Not yeah, not at all. One of them played a run. Michigan State. That's why I was surprised at how he was even at the the ceremony because he's not a run stopper. Yeah, 
if you're going to be at the ceremony, you're doing it all. Yeah. Charles Wilson did it all. Everybody. And Will Anderson had better stats. That was the thing. Will, way better stats. Way, way better, better stats. Than Aiden Hudson. Way better. Way better stats. So, yeah, I was kind of confused by that. We talked about that. We both said we felt like he didn't deserve to be in New York. Like, he had a great season. And that's and that's a messed up thing. And that's a messed you know, up you don't thing want to say, it's like, man, bro, we watched somebody dominate in the SEC the whole year. The whole year and really think he was the dog on that defense. And when he wasn't even what top five on Heisman finishes? No, no, no. Aiden Hutchinson had another dude on the other side that was just as effective rushing the pass. Will Anderson had no other he didn't have anybody else. I couldn't name another defensive player by name on Alabama other than no. him. No. Not in the front. Yeah, definitely not in the front. And McKinstry and back there as a DB, a freshman, starting, man, that's, that kid's going to be really good. <laughs> yeah, He's going to be really good. But that's what we're talking about, man. It's like. And Jordan Battle. Yeah, Jordan Battle. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I would take Cincinnati's DBs. I think Isaiah Foskey could be like Will Anderson next year if he came back. Shit. Well, he got to get uh, some that more weight on him. He got to get some more be. weight on him. Yeah, yeah. And he got to turn his motor up all the time. All the like, time. He got a motor, but Will Anderson got a motor all the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. All the time. I don't think – But if we, if we had – if Isaiah Foskey was, uh, was like – was like Will Anderson's numbers and his personality. We win a championship. If he was that dominant? If he was that dominant, we would win a championship. Yeah, and then 14, and then 14 came back. Yeah. 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 We know, but we do know that the linebacker room, speaking specifically about Notre Dame and his recruiting class, they specifically specifically targeted the linebacker position. Marcus Freeman went hard. Yeah, that's him. That's a reflection of him directly on the team. Yeah. He was like, yo, this is the room we need to upgrade immediately. Yeah, and we got Maris coming back. I like little Maris. Jordan Patello. Jordan should be a little bit better. Jordan should be better. Uh, some intel, I know, um, on the message board, always support and stay in tune, stay locked in with the message board over at Irish Breakdown. Um, banker weekend news that came out of that is that more than likely Myron is going to keep going to the NFL. Mm. Um, Jason Adamiola more than likely is leaning to coming back, but I'm sure he'll get information from the NFL. And Avery Davis has told the team that he's coming back next year. Uh, you know how I feel about that. So, and I'm not mad at him securing. His future and an opportunity for him to get to the league and be productive. And there was no way, you know, Notre Dame is not about to tell him we don't want you. Tommy got to find a way to see. He should be focused on how is he going to get everybody to football instead of calling for more quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you bringing in a that's a problem right there. Yeah. Not that we don't want Avery Davis. But how are you going to put all these other guys in there as well? Because Avery requires 
five or six targets a game, maybe even more. You know, yeah, yeah. and we barely throwing it. <laughs> so that's a fact. <laughs> so I don't know. There's only one football out there, Tommy. So did you see this man? Feel still. <laughs> Let me be petty, right? Let me be petty. Um, so. You know what, bro? Let's go ahead and do it. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historian? You know what time it is? Petty story of the day. Weekend, right here, Lucky Lucky Podcast. Petty Junction. So I'm gonna nominate myself. And I'm about to get petty. <laughs> Notre Dame tweeted out a picture of Phil Steele's All American. Um, of course. Kyle Hamilton was first team. Michael Mayer was third team. Tyron Williams didn't make it. But who else made it onto that picture? Phil Phil Steele made Kane Madden a fourth team All-American. Put me on the petty train, man. Put me on there, too. There's no way (laughs) in hell Kane Madden should ever be mentioned with anything close to All-American. And I had to look, because I thought maybe this was like an academic All-American thing. No. No. And I'm I'm sorry, man. I'm not trying to speak ill of any player at Notre Dame, but... But listen. Yo. You know it's a stretch if you got to get it all the way down to fourth team. Fourth team? That means you wanted them to be higher, but you just couldn't you couldn't pull the trigger. You was like, I can't leave you out. I gotta put you somewhere. Bro, I didn't even know you could have a fourth team. You don't. It started because it because it came. Came's the reason why there's a fourth team. It ain't no fourth team in general. I've never heard that shit either. They made it for they made it for that dude. Petty. Jim Harbaugh, let's throw him on the petty train. Like, it's going for two at the end of games. After you guys have fought hard for 60 minutes. Goes back to Brandon Staley with the charge. These coaches, man, I don't know what the what the Denny's menu they have says on situations to go for two. But look, it's a 50-50 chance you're going to get the ball first in overtime. Yeah. The Packers haven't stopped you in the fourth quarter. At all. You just got a big stop against Aaron Rodgers to get the ball back. Man, look. And then the play was horrible. And the play was horrible. Play was horrible. 
He got sacked out of bounds. He didn't even throw it. Wasn't it fourth and five? And they went for it. <laughs> oh, no, you talking the two point? Talking about the oh, you talking about pre? I'm talking about yesterday with the two point conversion. Oh yeah, yeah. Against yeah, the Packers. It's like, bro, you talking about Brandon State? Yeah, yeah. Jim Harbaugh, man, it's like, yo, because we put Brandon Staley on the train Friday. Jim Harbaugh goes on the train. And it's like, it, and, it's, and, it's, and it's always crazy because, you know, we've seen so many clips of Lamar saying, go for it, and they get it. And it's a great story about it, you know, in sync. But when you don't get it after a while, it's like, man, like, what are you doing? It's no in between on going for it and not making it and going for it and getting it. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, RJ. <laughs> RJG Irvin, bad take today. I didn't know we made a take. Uh, we just reporting what's been put out there. You trying to stir the pot? What pot? T. Lee has played one year in high school football and limited touches this year. I think about Devin who is scouting quarterback. And Jelly? Uh, man, RJ, you're going to have to be more specific in what you're talking about. Yeah, because one, Tyler uh, – the only thing I yeah, do with, we reported what was on the podcast, yeah, and gave our thoughts not about the person, not about the quarterback room. I don't know, maybe he's saying that the quarterback room is better than we think it is. Yeah, I don't Drew know. Pine, Drew Pine and Buckner. Our point is, it doesn't matter it don't the matter. fact that Notre Dame in back to back years is calling around for quarterbacks is a bad look, period. Because what are you picking up on a regular basis? Because my thing, too, is that the only thing I can agree with him on is that Tyler's development is half-assed. So when you talk about – that coming in, though. Yeah, we said that coming in. So I agree with you about Tyler. That don't mean that bringing in Keevan Slow is going to make that situation better. No. If anything, if you're going to go with Tyler, commit to Tyler. That's it. The only why he was half-assed is because we did stuff like trying to bring in transfers. And I know you agree in your – you disagree in your assessment. Donnie Cruz says Angeli is legit. He might start by year two. <laughs> you go ahead and give your assessment. You've watched the film, bro. I mean, what 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 tells you that? Nothing tells me about his film that he's going to be some superstar quarterback that's going to ride us into the sunset, the championship land. I don't see him any different right now than Drew Pine. But Drew Pine is just more certified because he's actually been there and done something. And Jelly doesn't give – he didn't even make the Elite 11 finals. Not that that means everything. Yeah. But, damn it, it means a lot. <laughs> it means a lot. It means you like – You get to watch these kids at the Elite 11. And it gets it gives me the feel of, okay, I can feel good about you checking you out in college or, like, you know, you're going to have to be a one-off. You know, you – you know, maybe your ESPN story, everybody thought you was bad and then you end up being good. Maybe – but that's not what Notre Dame quarterbacks, in my mind, have a storyline like. We don't want a Rudy at quarterback. No. And until – I mean, there's nothing Steve Angeli can really do until he gets there. But I don't feel great about what the room is having right now just because we can't point to one guy and be all behind the one guy. That's the problem. 
Uh, his response was, Indy should have a long list of potentials at every position just in case. Looking at portal and future recruiting has to be linked like never before. I totally disagree. I totally disagree. Totally disagree. You know, Alabama got a five-star DB <laughs> that left LSU. From the rival school now. From the rival school. Now, if you're getting that type, if you're getting that type of transfer, okay, cool. Other the same that, team, the same team got a transfer from one of the best top three teams in the country from what I'll say. Exactly. Exactly. That's the type of transfers they pull. That's the type of transfers they want. They we're want not pulling, we're not pulling no transfers from no Marshall. Right. We're not pulling no transfers right. from no broke down school that we right. have. What? They right. saying they're getting Ohio State talent. Right. Or they're getting elite SEC talent. They ain't right. going nowhere else. Right. right. They ain't going to Wisconsin. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. So Alabama's list of transfer portals is real short. Because they're only looking from, from three or four teams. They're like, if you ain't coming from these three or four teams, what you want? You ain't coming out. How about sit and wait to see who gets into the portal from Alabama after the bowl game? Yeah. How about that? How about that? How about that? It'd be different. It'd be different if Notre Dame jumped on Quinn Ewers. It'd be, It'd be totally different. It'd be different. If they jumped on Quinn when he left, he jumped in from, from Ohio State. Okay. Okay, let's look at that. I understand that call. Let's look at that. Man, we we didn't even get – I forgot. We didn't even go after Queen Ewers. No. No. But we put a call in the Keaton Slovis, though. (laughs) We we hit up Bo Nix, though. But we don't know that. That's just speculation based upon the fact that we feel like, yo, if you if you call Keaton Slovis, you had to call Bo Nix. You know, you know, who we're very comparable to as a as a staff. We're just like Chicago, and drafted Mitch Trubisky over over Patrick Mahomes and this over Patrick. We are Chicago staff minded. Let's go get us a Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> The people's champ. <laughs> Man. Over all this other talent out there, because, you know, we can win with that guy. We yeah. can't win with a Patrick Mahomes. We can't win with no Deshaun Watson, no Lamar Jackson, none of that. But that's we can win with a Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Uh, RJ, that's all we're saying today, man. We really weren't trying to make a tape. We're just telling you it's a bad look for the program. Back-to-back years to be in the transfer portal trying to find a quarterback. Because you're not trying to find – if you're going after that guy, you're not trying to find a veteran no. to back up your other two guys. No. You're you're to that's, a, a that's a halfway starter. You're trying to find a starter. Yeah. Or someone that can compete for the starting position. <laughs> and, and We're getting guys that are, that are at that point where they can compete for a starting position. Like, they can start somewhere – not you're not certain where, but they can start somewhere. And you want to do squid games at Notre Dame. You want to figure out who can be the last man standing at quarterback and then they can play. That's I would I rather I would rather they cheat <laughs> at this point. Then to take him slowers or Bo Nicks, I would rather Notre Dame cheat. Yeah. Yeah. Go go duffel bag game 
Yeah. Call Caleb Williams' father and mother, <laughs> like right now. Tamper with we can tamper, do it. Like tamper all you want. I would be on the phone with Caleb Williams' father every day. Every day. Every day. Just, just seeing what they doing. Just what you like, doing y'all today? Happy. Y'all happy over there? <laughs> y'all good? It's we like you don't even know this guy, guy, Brent Venables. He, a, you don't even know that guy, right? <laughs> like Brent Venables, you see the quarterback he had last year, right? <laughs> yeah. You saw what they did with that quarterback. You don't want that dude. He's a defensive <laughs> coordinator. You don't even know what offensive system he's going to bring. In. You don't even know what he's going to bring. He got he he might have you in the odd formation, man. You know, just so he can get on defense again. You know, I would tamper like crazy. <laughs> Tamper like crazy. That would make us feel better. That would keep yeah. the flow of what the, the the energy of Notre Dame is right now. We we already hitting the stride with the Marcus Freeman higher. Things are looking better. Cheating for a good person on the uh, a good position in recruiting. Yeah, that's that's what's gonna keep us go ride into that Ohio State game. Not taking dips like rival school quarterbacks that we've been beating the hell out of for years that we want to take on now. That don't make no sense. So I was like, look, at this point, it's disappointing, not because it was Keaton Slovis. Yeah. It's just disappointing that Notre Dame's in this position or they feel like they're in this position and they feel like this is the move they have to make. Willingly. Yes. <laughs> this is not a – nobody's holding a gun to our head at recruiting and no. being like, we got to go transfer report or else. Else. <laughs> no, we need to form, man. We need to form some type of sponsorship and get an NIL package or something. Yeah, and like get Daddy Williams to like get in Caleb's ear, like yo. Because Keaton Slovis doesn't even want to stay at quarterback Mecca with Lincoln Riley. Well, he can't. He can't. He can't. He can't. He knows. What you mean he can't? Lincoln Riley looked at that film. He knows. <laughs> he knows. Lincoln Riley doesn't want. You know when you want it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know when you want it. Oh man. You know it's like that when you get the tap on the shoulder from your girl and they say we need to talk. Yeah, hit you, hit you with that. Uh, hey, step in our office real quick. I gotta holler right. at you. No. I gotta holler at you. Conversation. He knew. <laughs> he knew. That, hey, I bet you one thing that quarterback room will get a lot, a lot tanner up there at USC. <laughs> you ain't gonna be seeing too many Carson Palmers up in there no more, <laughs> dude. Lincoln Riley coaching the coaching a little different up there. That's about to change, though. That's about to change. What a SC? Oh man, it's, dude, it's plenty. It's plenty of recruits. Yeah. I mean, yeah. CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud, and Bryce are from California. Yeah, that's never gonna happen again. Yeah, they grow, they grow quarterbacks every year. Yeah, they're gonna have oh. some at SC. Yeah, from yeah. California. Not from see, no... Once again, once again, we talk about how teams <laughs> negatively negatively recruit against Notre Dame in the quarterback room. Lincoln Riley walks into your room and says, "Dude, I got three Heisman <laughs> and four dudes starting in the league right now." Right now, what you want to do? What's up? What you want to do? That's an easy recruiting pitch. What is Tommy's recruiting pitch? He go in there and say, hey, we got a transfer last year. We played him sometimes. 
what you think? <laughs> if we if you come as a recruit, you gonna you gonna play early. You're not gonna get really nothing meaningful, but you're gonna play early. And see, this is what we're getting at. This is the narrative. <laughs> Yo, this is the narrative that has to change. It has yeah. to change. They have to put in the work to change the narrative. And making calls to Keaton Slovis is not going to change the narrative. Lincoln Riley is dying laughing in his office. Yeah. Dying laughing. He said, oh, we finna beat Notre Dame next year. Keaton Slovis go there. Easy. Oh, man. He's eating <laughs> that up, right? We are not a quarterback rehab facility. He called we don't want to take broken, transferred quarterbacks that couldn't play at their previous school. We're not here to rehabilitate you into an 11-win season and send you off into the sunset. No, we're not doing that no more. Real Sports Talk with Alex says, I got Ian Book sitting in New Orleans. That's his pitch. Dude, what's your pitch? 30 games, one, and you're a fifth-round pick that's that had 15 touchdowns your senior year. That's not a recruiting pitch. No. It's not a recruiting pitch. No. It's – this is crazy. This is crazy. I think that's the question of the day. What is Tommy's recruiting pitch? What would it sound like? Because mm. I know what Lincoln Riley's would sound like. We all know Lincoln Riley's pitch. What is a Tommy Reese quarterback pitch to a Steve Angeli, to a Keaton Slovis, to a Bo Nix? <laughs> That's the problem. Steve Angeli, you don't have to st- – see, a kid like Steve Angeli, you don't have to sell him on Notre Dame. No, yeah, he probably been wanting to go there since he was young. It's easy. Yeah. You see, the easy route is what was always taken. We've experienced yeah. that. You're not getting Nico. You're not getting Dante Moore taking the easy route. No. Oh, you got you have to sell these kids on why they need to go to Notre Dame. Maybe that's what it is. We getting the quarterbacks that just we we just send the offer and they send the right back sign. Send the offer and they like, oh my god. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god, let me. The kids that you know that we go after the girls that giggle with all our jokes. <laughs> No one ain't not funny. Well, we haven't said anything funny. And they just giggle. Yeah. All we, about jokes. They they think we the funniest, coolest, smartest. Man. We just like hanging around guys that like hanging around us. We don't want right. to we don't want to reach outside that and be like, well, maybe we should no. establish relationships. No. We like the groupies and fans and stuff. <laughs> well, somebody we actually have to work at. Like the little stuff doesn't impress them. The tradition doesn't impress them. Everything that we feel like, man, it's Notre Dame. No, you got to go above and beyond that. That's right. We can't sell that four for 40 no more. No, no, no. You Not at that. the quarterback position. Keep that in your back pocket. <laughs> Keep that in your back pocket. That's you know, what. That's when you come up on a visit and you walk into Marcus Freeman's office and you right. got the painting and all that set up and he put that four for 40 out on that table. That's the signing deals right there. But over the phone, you're not getting that. No. You're not getting that. No. Like, yo. And that's that's the way we've been operating. Yeah. At the most yeah, important. I, yeah, I think that's, we didn't, that's why the people's champ is Drew, because they, we didn't have to sell Drew. No. We didn't have to sell no Steve Angel. I don't even think we had to sell Tyler. I think Tyler was an Irish fan since he was a kid. You know what I mean? So we got all these dream come true quarterbacks. 
Like, I think the difference between me and everybody else is that I didn't, I wasn't like, oh my God, grow up Notre Dame. You know, I was Ohio State because I was in Ohio. Right. I went to Notre Dame because I saw the potential of what it could be. And I felt like mom, it was directed towards that. I wasn't like, you know, tattooing Notre Dame emblem on my shoulder. No, get get the story straight because you're selling yourself short. (laughs) You weren't just an Ohio State fan. You do, you were committed. Yeah, I was good. Yeah, I was good. Yeah, yeah. A winning program. Yeah, they had shit rolling back then. Urban Meyer comes in, things change. Things change. Things change. And things should be changing for us. I think we still got Brian Kelly on our breath when we calling people like Keaton Slovis. Why are we making moves like that? That's that Brian Kelly residue. Let it go. Like he's a bad moonshine or something. Yeah, like that's a that 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 ideology is still in the building. Like terrible, Tommy. You're a free man. You don't have to recruit like Brian Kelly. You don't have to. You don't have to do that. <laughs> I see. Look, Captain Dipstick says Jack Cone was the exception rather than the rule. Tommy's recruiting pitch is Kelly's gone. Finally, we need you to win this natty. Dante Moore, please come to Notre Dame, buddy. See this helmet. See that that helmet ain't got to do that helmet. Helmet ain't, helmet ain't, ain't no helmet ain't gonna fool me. Unless you know, I don't know how the helmet gonna pull it, but I don't even think you should bring Kelly in there because Kelly's not gonna be there when you show up. I need to know what's in that playbook. I need to know. What's gonna be around me and that we not gonna be having quarterback carousel? That's the that's the recruiting pitch. If we want to get Dante Moore going there and be like, hey, there's no quarterback carousel, bro. We want you to come in here, really learn this thing, <laughs> and develop us into a championship. <laughs> Yo, our boy Troy McIntyre says, Tommy, you're a free man. This podcast is the one I need. Y'all are hilarious. No, we spin it. We spin it different. That's all. We spin it different. We just spin it different. I feel like everybody should spin it different every day, man. Be your original self. Do you. That's We're right. just trying to spin it different. That's all. This is this is crazy, man. This is crazy. This this show has turned into man. The we honest hour. Yo, we prepped for something totally different, and the news breaks, and we're like, okay. We got to talk right about here. this. We got to Yo, Gavin Wright says, Sean, the development has been a problem. That's the ultimate problem. Do I agree that development has been a problem. Right? But development's a problem because trust is a problem. We mm-hmm. let our quarterbacks in there for a hot second and yep. then fall in love with the fact that maybe we can throw another one in there too. No, no, no. <laughs> because we've been winning so much, we've gotten lazy on our quarterbacks. Mm. We forgot that it takes one guy to pull us over, not a bunch of guys. You know, it takes yeah. a bunch of guys in other rooms to help the quarterback, but it doesn't take a bunch of quarterbacks to help all the other guys. And when you're winning consistently 10 games where it's a conversation and not a problem that you have a quarterback situation, yeah. moving forward with Freeman era, I think it'll be more of a problem than it is a conversation if we don't address it and do something different. Because before, we can complain about it. We probably had great points on why we need to go one. But because we was winning, 
not because of the quarterback, but because we had great challenges in like a team schedule. Yeah. It didn't matter. But playing Ohio State first game next year, it 1,000% matters that you're not going in there playing two or three or four quarterbacks at one time. And going into Ohio State, you better go in there thinking we got to put up 30, 35 to win. Do not walk into that stadium thinking we hold an Ohio State to seven. Yeah. No, go in there thinking we have to score points to win. Yes. That's the only way. Yes. Yeah, go in there saying we have to score 35 or 40 to come yes. out with a victory. Yes. Because if we're leaning on defense being the reason why, it's, listen, that's Ohio State. You have to score points. Right. Because they're going to score points. I mean, this is not no rinky-dink team. They're going to score points because that's what they do. And right. we're not playing them in the cold. <laughs> And don't get don't get thrown off by saying, well, they're losing their wide receivers, bro. Oh, yeah, don't get thrown off. <laughs> whoever they That's have the waiting, whoever they have waiting. Yeah, y'all gotta y'all gotta go to Ohio State games and see the warm-up line. <laughs> and see and see who's running them, them go routes in the beginning of the game. It, they, you're gonna be surprised. You're gonna see a lot of guys that you like, I have to. Keep out for number 15. I ain't never heard of him, but the way right. he's catching in pregame right. warm ups. Right. We like, might who see is him that later. We might see him later. So give me your overall thoughts on just what we learned about this situation and you know how that plays into what we might see moving forward, man. Now that we know Notre Dame is looking for, now that we know that they're looking for a quarterback in some capacity. How how is this going to play out? I hope that Tyler Buckner can save the situation by playing well in the bowl game if he gets an opportunity. I think that it shows so far and today that we don't have confidence in our quarterback room to the point where we want to go out and get worse quarterbacks to fill the room with. And we're looking real desperate after just getting over what I thought was the problem, which was the previous head coach. So either we still got some Brian Kelly on our lips still, and that mentality is still in the, you know, let me get some Lysol and spray that thing out of there. Yeah. Or it's going to be a very, very tough spring for Marcus Freeman, strictly because of the quarterback situation. I believe everything else is on the trending the right way. But the philosophy in that quarterback room for development, especially the way we're trying to recruit right now, and the season's not over, it doesn't give Irish fans a, a good feeling that the ball game is going to go how we want it and the offseason is going to be in the direction we want it for the quarterback position. Everything else will supplement us getting to that first game. All right, Gavin Wright has a question, and then we'll get to the comments and questions. Our question of the day, if you could watch one more game of any Notre Dame player, who would it be? If they could put on a Notre Dame jersey one more time for any era, who would that be? We'll get to those comments. Y'all think Dale will be retained, or they just low-key waiting to cut bait? Everyone knows who mm-hmm. ain't gone, but there's zero word on Dale. In fact, he's still recruiting. Yeah, I mean, that is his uh, – he's being evaluated. Yeah, he's definitely on the hot seat. He's not Dale doing. Alexander is being evaluated. He's out recruiting because he got to be. Right. <laughs> he, he, right. He, he, he'll, he'll interview. Perfect. And he's proven himself. Yeah. 
He has to prove himself, man. Like the moves they make with guys like Carnell Tate, Malik Elzey, like if they haven't made any moves or gotten to a better position, you know, by January 2nd, it's not looking good. It's not. You know, when he's coaching in these practices, he's being watched. And Tommy need to be watched too, making these wild decisions like that. Because, <laughs> you know, we're not trying to start off with no, no terrible foot like that. Man, now, so, only because the way we're doing it. Now, yeah, Keaton Silvis is not the worst quarterback in the world, but we shouldn't be his first call like we don't have nobody. Yeah, Troy McIntosh says, do you think we should let Tyler lose in the bowl to convince the wide receivers <laughs> to stay? People. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that Tyler is like now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not even sure Tyler's gonna play that much. Mm. Because if you searching for quarterbacks, the season's not over, and you know Jack's only got one year, yeah. I feel like you're gonna play Jack the whole entire game. Yeah. And yeah. that you look at and then in my perspective of what they're thinking is that we're gonna let Jack finish this thing. Yeah, because we trust him more. And we're going to put Tyler to the test against a, a variety of other different quarterbacks in the spring. And then we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see what shakes to the bottom with a jar. And that is going to give us an 8 and 4 season. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. <laughs> David Knight said they might have to score more than 35 to beat Ohio State. I mean. See, now we're talking about now we need a Dante. Because who's, who's going over that next year? We know Kyron, no Michael Mayer potentially. We'll see. Yeah, Donnie Cruz, how do you know Slovis was our first call? We didn't say he wasn't our first call. He wasn't our first call. call. We were his first call. That's what he said. (laughs) He said it. As soon as his name, as soon as he hit the button, he got a call from Notre Dame and had to stop working out and walk to the car. Notre Dame yeah. was his first call. Now, if it was a call made, okay. We're upset over he 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 said it. He was literally like, as soon as I said push the button, I was in the middle of doing bench press. <laughs> I had to run in the car because Notre Dame was that's thirsty. That's desperate. That doesn't say, you know, we couldn't even be cool about it and be like, let him sweat, you know, let yeah. him think that we're not interested. We're like. We didn't even call from a private number. We called from the South Bend direct office line. And once again, <laughs> once again, I'll speak for myself. I don't give a darn that it's Keaton Slovis. I don't yeah, care. That's not the point. I don't care. Where we need to go and where we need to be as a program, you should not be in a transfer portal back-to-back years for the quarterback. As a top five program of all time. While you're you're trying to change the narrative in recruiting for specifically for that position. (laughs) Calling Keaton Slovis ain't it. That's a Brian, that's a BK move. It's not it. It'd be different. It'd be like I said, it'd be different if you were talking to Caleb Williams' dad while he was prepping for the bowl game. And, And that story came out. Oh, okay, I get. Yeah, that'll get that'll get me hype. That'll get us encouraged. Like, oh, we're reaching. We're 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 trying to play ball, right? We're not playing ball, making those type of calls. But it's almost like, man, how do you? 
you have to question how this coaching staff views the program. <laughs> like, am I twin? We are the, like a top five program, right? Yeah. Over the last four years, we're a top five program. Last further than that, I say last six, seven years, right? Yeah. Why are we talking to him? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Why are we reaching out to him? We're surprising guys by reaching out. We surprised Jack by reaching out to Jack. But Jack, but Jack Cone was another one that you didn't have to sell on Notre Dame. You didn't. Family was Notre Dame, grew up Notre Dame fans. Yeah, the boy. That's why I'm like, we made his whole day. His whole day. He wasn't thinking that when he entered the transfer portal, man, I'm about to go to Notre Dame. He was thinking like, man, a Central Michigan, you know, a nice, a nice little small Fresno state or something. He looked at his, they said, five, seven, four calling me. Hold on, this can't be. I must have died and went to heaven. My dream school gonna call me after leaving this embarrassing school. And now I'm winning 11 games. Like, come on, Notre Dame. Oh, so this, this is the stuff. This is right here, man. Look, look. Johnny S says, has the call to Slovis been confirmed? Look, it man. This is what this man said out of his own. So he just concocted this entire story. He's like, I'm going to go on the Trojan Talk podcast. And I'm going to talk Notre Dame. Story. I'm going to concoct a story, right, that Notre Dame was my first call while I was in the middle of my set working out. That I had to run to the car. I had to run to the car. He created this whole thing on the fly. Right? And once again, I don't care. And, and that's the thing. We don't even care. What what I know for a fact is that, no, I know. Because we, talk, we talked about it. We heard things. Notre Dame is looking at quarterbacks in the transfer port. That's it. That's the issue. That's the issue. That's the issue. The season's the not issue. over. That's the issue. And the season's not over. And we're beating down the doors of, of people that ain't even in the transfer portal longer than a couple hours. And, and then to take it to the next step, that's what you're saying, bro. First of all, that's the initial issue. And secondly, if you're going to be looking at quarterbacks, why are you looking at him? Yeah, him. Yeah. Like, why are you not waiting until after the bowls to see when all of the big Wait, time guys – or going to jump into the portal. Yeah. You're looking at him. You act like he's like the the the, the hottest piece on the market. Like, you got to get him now or it's going out. Or it, the sale is over. Man. It's he's like, going to be there for a while. Let's just put it like that. I'm not saying he's not going to get picked up. But he's going to be there longer than a, a couple weeks. Oh, no. Detroit. Y'all basically saying we ain't got no swag. You got to come to top recruits with some swag. I'm not gonna say we don't have swag. I I didn't. I say we word. have to try. We not even trying. No, I don't believe we try. We don't want. It. That's that's the thing. Yeah, we not even trying. We just want. We want cats. And see, that's what we fall is. You have. To, it's a slippery slope, right? We want guys that fit Notre Dame, right? So then, when we don't get the big guys, or we don't go after them. We fall back on they're not a Notre Dame guy. Because we got guys that are diehard Notre right. Dame guys. That's right. It. So wait a minute. So all the Prop 48 kids out of the inner city that Lou Holtz got, that everybody else had given up on, that have turned into wonderful men off the field after Notre Dame, were they Notre Dame guys? 
Well, they no. know they ain't fit. No, they wouldn't know they. No, 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 no. Or did the coach just get them on campus and coach? Yeah, and he just did his job. Yeah, he just did his job. <laughs> he did his job. Come on, man. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? We got to stop this. We got. We got to stop this. Yeah. Five star kids have egos. Five star yeah. kids nowadays. No, you need me more than I need you. Yeah, facts. They know that. So if you want to go after these kids and you want to fall back on the fact, well, you know, we're Notre Dame. Okay, be Notre Dame. I'm going to be Dante Moore at Alabama. I can go be Dante Moore at USC. <laughs> like, dude. Yeah, it's like, why do we act like that when Alabama doesn't act like that? And they're winning. They don't act like we're Alabama like they do in the, in the terms of like. But they do in the right way. Yeah, we're only going to recruit you so far before it's like, what else do you need to see? We got NFL players every year, championships every year. Right. We're saying come, but we ain't right. forcing you. Right. You know what I mean? We, but we're going to do our job to sell you, but we're not forcing you. No right. name is like, listen, I know you're jumping into this, but listen, we need you more than you need us. That's how I feel like these conversations go with Notre Dame. Alabama's like, you know where to come. You know what we got. You know what we're doing. We like you. We don't need you, though. Notre Dame's like, listen, we need you. Or what? We don't got nothing else. That's how we make it seem. Right. Like, all these guys that we recruit, they fail in comparison to a guy that doesn't want to be at his own school anymore. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like, I just, I, I mean, I don't get it. Right? Like, the narrative needs to be changed. And this is something that you don't need to happen. They 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 didn't expect it to come out. I guarantee you they didn't expect King Clovis to just be like, yo. Man, yeah, they didn't expect because they probably because no they probably wasn't thinking about oh, he's you know, thinking about other schools. We're looking at it from we were so early, it caught his attention. That's probably why we would notice. He probably wouldn't think in Notre, he probably wouldn't have said Notre Dame if we wasn't the literal first call. If we was like call four or five, yeah. then he would have been like, yeah, I had a couple people call me, you know, Notre Dame, one of them, you know, whatever. He specifically said, I even think he ran to the car because the Notre Dame called. Right. We were so early. So I don't know. <laughs> Richard Dutcher. Rich Dutcher says, you guys are hurting my feelings. Let me grab some Kleenex. We're not trying to hurt your feelings. No, we want to be better. We do. We're hurt. <laughs> We're calling for a call of action for us to be better. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We're just making a call to action for the program. Like, yo, stop acting like we're the thirstiest team in college football. Stop. We act like we're in New Mexico State where we just begging for the first thing breathing to come make us better. We're we're a good team. Like, we don't need to rebuild the case. You have all the benefits that make you look good and you refuse to use them the right way. Man. Like the, tra the tradition, the four for 40, all of that stuff is, is an advantage Yeah, that no That's one else has. That no one else has. But you don't lead with that. No. You don't we, lead with that. Not we with lead by car. giving them the, the expensive car. We didn't even take them to dinner yet. Right. We lead them. We say, "Look, drive the Mercedes." Fuck it. You don't lead with that. You lead with the hey, let's sit down for dinner and see if we even fit. 
let's let's have a conversation. We'd be ready to just here, just just sleep in my bed. You know what I mean? One of them things. Just sleep, sleep with sleep in here. Do this. You can have this. So we got a lot of votes, man. A lot of people agree with me. Rocket Ismail is the one guy they would want to see. You got some votes, bro. Tim Brown, Shane Walton, Vontez, man. Vontez Duff. That's a that's a black man. That was a great secondary. Shane yeah. Walton, Vontez, Vontez Duff. Throw some Todd Light in there. I want to see Todd Light. He's a first rounder. I want to see what he was looking like. Probably the shortest, most dominant. Because I think both of them were sub six feet. Yeah. They were bulldogs. And both of them were great returnmen, too. Yeah. On kickoff. Man, they said today is the Super Petty Train episode. <laughs> I think they're talking about us, bro. It's frustrating. It's frustrating because we thought we was really trending and got rid of the, the negative energy in the room, only to find out we still living on it. Man. Troy Bettis, Bobby Taylor. Now, I don't want to bring back Prop 48. Prop 48. Was, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> we can't use Notre Dame fit as a crutch. Right. And be great as a football program. Like, we get Notre Dame is a different place. Look, Notre Dame isn't the only college where the first semester is tough for kids. Yeah, like, come on, college in general is tough because of time Thank management. You. Time management is make college tough. Nothing you know, about- it's like to get through the first semester, man, that's tough for kids in general that are leaving their families. That's tough. Yeah. Now, there's certain things you can put in place that makes it better as a college program. And Notre Dame hasn't changed that narrative. You have to change that narrative. And I think it'll happen over time, man. I trust Marcus Freeman will get will see the 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 problems that we're having and address those because this is where the head coach comes in. We've been having the same head coach for 12 years. So from a general program restructuring, we're not gonna get to see those big changes. With Marcus Freeman, from a, a philosophy and, and an ideological standpoint, that should be changing the narrative through time i don't think it would have changed under brian kelly because that's his way of doing it yeah with marcus freeman being a head a new head coach with his way of doing things yeah that narrative will have to change but hopefully it gives they give him enough time to get it to change you know and i'll close with this we've had instances where we recruited guys to know today because they would have know today fit and the next thing you know, gun charge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Driving charge. But but this is a Notre Dame fit. Yeah. You identified this person as a Notre Dame fit. But trouble. Look, kids are kids. Teenagers are teens. Are teens. Some make bad decisions. Don't. I- Stop allowing this Notre Dame fit thing to be a crutch. We should only use Notre Dame fit. We should use we should only use Notre Dame fit after they graduate. <laughs> that way we know you get through, now you're a Notre Dame guy. You don't get through, you didn't get through the test run, you know. We can't crown you a Notre Dame guy till you get through. That should be the that, that should be the recruiting pitch. 
when these guys come in that are questionable on whatever the, the point is of getting them in, Marcus Freeman just, just sit them and their family down and be like, listen, all these things that we offer as a resource are available if you get through the whole thing. If you don't get through the whole thing, then don't worry about being called Notre Dame guy because we ain't going to call you one. <laughs> you, can, you get through the first year, you graduate, you do go to the league and all that, you can say you're a Notre Dame guy. But we're not going to give you that Notre Dame guy title until you get through because you're not coming to having the title now. You're afraid before that you can get here. Facts. It's almost like to keep it a buck, it's almost like we're set on being one way. We just want a bunch of three-point shooters. That's it. We're, we're set on having a Shaq, but we just want to add the nice pieces that at the end and not give up yeah. Shaq. No. Add nice Shaq. no, no, no. We want a bunch of three-point shooters, right? Guys that can't create oh, anybody yeah. else. They're not special, but they can shoot. They're the right fit. For today's yeah. game, they're the right fit. Yeah. And the guys that can actually do a little bit of everything, score in the mid-range, post up a little bit, create, dribble, assist, rebound. We don't want those guys, not the special guys. Because they don't they don't fit us. We don't want the special guys. That's you just want a bunch of Jimmer Verdettes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> those are not the guys we want. We're a team full of Jimmer Verdettes. Shoot the three. And you know, fit into our system, and that's who we'll rock out with. What you say is the seven, you say it's the six eleven kid that can run, shoot, dribble, and do everything. He doesn't nah, fit us. Nah, no, nah, he doesn't fit us. He doesn't fit nah. us. No, give us the six three, six two kid that can shoot really well. That's all we want. Yeah, that's it. Because that's the Notre Dame fit. Stop, man. We got to change these narratives, right? Because people are taking our narratives and using and it against, it against us. Yeah. And using it against us. And Easily. even though four for 40 Notre Dame fit is something to be very proud of as a, as a fan base and as a school, because it's real, goes back to what you said, bro. That really only applies after you put in the work. Yeah. That's what and that's what recruiting schools and that's what uh schools use against us. They say, like, Yeah, oh, four for 40. Yeah, you'll be 40 until you see those benefits, right? <laughs> right. But what about what about the league making yeah. the league, setting yourself up and setting your because that takes three up. years, right. it don't take 40 years to get to the league, it takes three right. years. So, can we talk about that, right? <laughs> Dude. Pete Moe. What's up, Pete? Have a good holiday, bro. He said, Sean, you are so on point. Five stars having ego. Stop telling them that no name is bigger than them. Have Malik walk in with the LB duffel bag. And let's get rolling. LB. Yeah, no. And that's the sway. It got to be an LB. It got to be something that they recognize. It can't be no Adidas duffel. Like, no, it got to be the whole kit and caboodle. So are you doing, are you doing the, the monogram LB? Or are you gonna do like the 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 clear color? I I damn near want to do a, a clear bag, you know, put okay. a nice LB and let you see the money coming in. I don't even want you <laughs> opening and guessing. I just want you to see that we're very serious. This is this is a this is a, a thing that we need to get done. We need to get it done. <laughs> this cat walking in with the with the the, the sixty keeps all the mirror. 
clear. <laughs> so you can see the cash. That's crazy. All right, man. Thanks for everybody that joined us today, man. We appreciate you guys so much. Keep subscribing, keep sharing, keep liking the podcast. Now, we want to let you guys know, because we watch the interaction and we see how it picks up, our starting time is usually at 8 a.m. Central. Uh, let us know if you guys want us to uh, give you guys 30 more minutes and maybe push it to 8.30 a.m. Because that's when God, you guys really start picking up and logging on to the show and getting involved. So let us know if you think it'll be a good look to move from 8 a.m. for the start time to 8.30 <clears throat> Central Time. Even if you think we should move to 9 a.m. Central Time, let us know what's more, more comfortable for you guys. Because we really want you guys to get with us from the beginning of the show and really not join in in the middle of the show. And you're not really fully grasping everything that we're saying. But today was a dope show. Man, yeah. just let us know. As always, today's show will also be available on Apple Podcasts. Go and download that today. Check it out. Listen to it. We appreciate you guys so much. Is there something we're missing, bro? We did. Man, another day narrative, man. I think that you, you're just speaking on it again. I saw a good comment. Yeah, we got the, our offensive coordinator was arrested by the police on campus, and now he's offensive coordinator. So, yeah, if that's the Notre Dame fit, then. <laughs> We should be hitting up. The floodgates should be that's, opening up by now. That's a fact. The floodgates should be oh, opening up. I, I forgot about that. Nobody's talking about it, I but our coordinator is, has got arrested by campus police. So Notre Dame fits are out the window. You are definitely a Notre Dame fit. That's one thousand. We appreciate you guys so much. Man, for my guy, Overtime Malik, Malik Zaire, I am Sean Davis. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Let us know. How you feel about it? Should we move to 8.30 a.m., 9 a.m.? Are you cool with us being at 8 a.m. Central for the start time? Hey, spend it different today. We'll see you guys tomorrow.